Chapter 17 Ben's appointment with Dr. Granger was far more successful than his previous session, and he let her know that. Hannah was right, he did have an easier time opening up to women than men. He was optimistic about his future sessions, and she arranged to see him twice a week initially. After he checked in with Hannah and gave her a big hug that left her breathless, he headed home and stopped to check in with Gabriella to see how the vacation booking was going. He'd suggested that she keep the itinerary she had initially planned, but if finding places to take a party of eight meant she had to upgrade significantly, she should go ahead as he was covering it. She greeted him with a smile, and he gave her a huge hug as well. Ben! Put me down! She squealed. You're in a good mood! I take it your session with the new doctor went well. Yes, she's much easier to talk with than Dr. Ryo was, he grinned, setting her back down. God, he loved the feel of her against him, so he kept his arms around her. Gabriella smiled as she noticed Ben was hesitant to let her go. She tilted her head up, and he kissed her sweetly, sending tingles all the way down to her toes. Finally, he let her step back. How goes the vacation planning? he asked with a smile. She led him into her office, and they sat on her couch. Really well. The flights to and from are booked, flying into Paris and flying out of Nice. We're set for accommodations in Paris. I've booked a couple of chateaus on our way south, so we can use those as bases to explore the surrounding regions. We also visit the French Alps and do a day trip to Chamonix. The last place we stay is a gorgeous resort hotel next to St. Paul de Vence. It's a beautiful walled town on a hilltop close to the coast and just west of Nice. It has fabulous little shops, excellent dining, and we can relax at our hotel by the pool. We'll be there for a few days, so we be there for a few days, so we can drive into Nice and explore it there as well. She grabbed Ben in a big hug and grinned up at him. I've been to France many times, but I have to say, I'm more excited about this trip than I've ever been on any of my previous visits. I can't wait. He smiled down at her. Well, you're going to have to wait until July. We still have to get through the next three months before we go. But I'm really excited about it too. Are everyone's passports up to date? She sat back and ticked them off her fingers. We're ready. I got the kids' new passports earlier this year, and mine is new. I believe Kat's got her daughter's updated just last year. How is yours? she asked. I think I've got another year on it, he replied. Maybe you should renew it, so all of our passports are similarly recent, she suggested, and he nodded. So, are we going to be able to arrange some alone time on this trip? he asked. Yeah, that may be a little tricky since there will be eight of us. I did my best to get as many rooms as possible in each place we stay to give us more options for who gets to share a room with who. The wildcard is Daniel. At 13, he's too young to have a room of his own, and he's the only other male in our group. He'll be uncomfortable staying with anyone other than his sister, me, and probably you. I certainly don't mind sharing a room with the boy. He's a great kid, if a little serious, Ben acknowledged with a smile. That would be great. I think he needs to see he can relax a little. He's been taking the role of man of the houses to heart a little too much, and he's missing out on just being a goofy kid. 
when we're in Paris, you and I will get one evening by ourselves to go on a date. You and Kat also have a date evening. The other evenings we are all together unless other arrangements are made at the time, she said with a smile and a twinkle in her eye. Paris at night could be very romantic, he smiled back. I'm counting on it, she grinned. I'm planning on us having another date night at the end of the trip. Cat as well. We should have time for it. On a different topic. How is it going with Tina? I took her shopping yesterday with the McKellen twins. Tina had almost no clothes, and now she's set for the summer and the fall, Ben remarked. You went shopping with the twins, Gabriella said with hesitation. When I visited Daphne to apologize for my abrupt departure, after finishing her daycare, the twins offered to show me where to get Tina good clothes, not at the mall. Of course, they showed up in tight school uniforms and pigtails. I suspect they did that on purpose to undermine my cherished memories of their childhood. Where they got the idea to do that, damn it, it was Trish, she's working with the twins, he blurted as he finally recognized her deviousness at work. Gabriella chuckled at Ben's frustrated expression. The woman loves sex and believes it's the best therapy, she said with a smile that defused some of Ben's ire. So, did it work? she asked quietly. Ben glanced up quickly to see her expression. It was just open interest. No jealousy, no fear or pain. No hurt feelings. Ben felt a bloom of warmth spread through his heart as he gazed at the beautiful woman sitting in front of him. You keep taking my breath away, Gabriella. I don't deserve you, he said with conviction. No, they didn't get me into bed. There was no sex. Well, not for me at least. Her eyebrows went up, as did corner of her mouth in a smirk. I mean, they thought it might be a smart thing to expose themselves to me in a lingery shop. The lingery they chose was missing fabric in certain vital areas. They teased me all day, and I was feeling a little grumpy about it. It was Tyner who begged me to. Term they used. His face was scarlet. And did they enjoy that? Gabriella asked, enjoying Ben's embarrassment. Oh, yes. I'd hoped that would be enough for them. You know, cure that itch they have for me. But it actually seems worse, he said, disappointed. The woman in front of him laughed, and he looked up at her in surprise. Oh, Ben, you really don't have a clue about women, she grinned. He thought about that for a moment, and had to agree, so he nodded. Listen, I have a meeting I need to get to, so I'm going to have to kick you out. Do you think we could go out to dinner later this week? she asked. Sure, what day? How about Friday? she said. Works for me he replied, and added a reminder to his calendar, and sent it to Tina so she'd know not to make him dinner that night. He frowned. I'm not really sure how this a little more than friends with benefits thing works. Should I set up some kind of schedule or something? I know we just started, but I feel like I might not be meeting your and Catherine's expectations, he said worried. Then it works when there are no expectations, you know how we feel about you. We want to be part of your life, but we also have lives of our own, so we won't be pressing you for constant attention. The point is to be willing to make time for each other, such as the date we've just set up for Friday. If Friday's date leads to more than dinner, 
That would be wonderful. It's my understanding. Miriam is staying over at her friend's place, and Daniel is staying over at his on Friday. Ben's eyes lit up. Well, I will see you on Friday then. He leaned forward and gave her a kiss that took her breath away. Scoot, or you'll make me want to miss this very important meeting. She grinned at him. Ben grinned, and she followed him to the door. He went home and found Tina in the kitchen, preparing dinner. He scooped Christopher out of his playpen and bounced him on his knee as he sat at the table and watched her out of the corner of his eye. She was enjoying the simple domestic pleasure of preparing their dinner. He asked if he could help her with anything, but she just smiled and shook her head. Finally, the preparations were done and the kitchen was tidy. Did you see the message I sent about Friday? he asked. Yes, I called Lisa and Laurie, and they are taking me clubbing that night. Trish will watch Christopher, she smiled. That sounds like fun, Ben smiled. No, I still have money from when I cleaned James' account out, she said. Do you mind me asking how much you have left? Ben asked. I still have a little under four thousand, she replied. Ben smiled as he thought once more of her resourcefulness when James had left her in such dire straits. He hoped the bank never caught on or questioned the fact that money was leaving James' account after he was dead. He looked down at the baby in his arms and saw the boy was sound sleep. So, how are you feeling? he asked Tina. She smiled at him with a twinkle in her eye. Much better. It looks like Christopher is ready for his nap, Ben smiled. He stood and walked down the hall to the guest room next to the master and set the sleeping child down in the bassinet. We're going to need to buy him a bed. He's outgrown this little bed. How about we do that this afternoon? I'll move this bed into storage and he can have this room. Tina smiled up at him as he watched the sleeping boy. She tugged his arm as she led him to the master bedroom. Today. We take it really slow, and at the first sign of pain, we stop. Understood, Ben said firmly. Tina nodded as she looked up at him from under her bangs. He dipped down and kissed her tenderly. She sighed into his mouth as he nibbled gently on her lips. He slid his hands under her pullover and ran them up her sides, lifting the clothes up her body. She raised her arms as his hands slipped up them to tug the sweater over her head, he looked at the young woman with delight, as she hadn't been wearing a bra underneath. He also admired the tight yoga pants she had on. Ben lifted Tina onto the bed and rolled her onto her tummy to run his hands over her perfect, round ass cheeks. She moaned as he squeezed the tight curves. Oh, Ben, so good, she sighed. He smiled as he slowly pulled the elastic waist downwards and watched it slip over her cheeks. He tugged the pants down until he pulled them free. Tina was beginning to breathe heavily as he ran his hands over the smooth skin on her ass. He parted her cheeks to look at the glistening lips of her pussy. Tina was looking back when she jolted at the feel of his tongue, roughly stroking her wetness. She squealed at the sudden sensation so he dipped down once more for another strong lick. When the tip of his tongue stroked across her tight anus, she trembled 
moaned, and pushed back against him. This surprised Ben, but he returned his tongue to tease her rosebud. Squeezing her cheeks in his hands, he repeatedly pressed against, and stroked her sensitive orifice with his tongue. Ben! Oh, God, Ben! Oh, oh yes! Oh, Ben! Oh! She chanted in a breathy voice as her muscles trembled and her hips twitched uncontrollably. He slowly slid a finger into her pussy, and she cried out under the dual stimulation. I need you inside me, Ben, please, she moaned. He continued to probe her with his tongue until he managed to slip the tip just inside as his finger slid deeply into her other opening. Ben, please, oh please, now! He pulled his finger free and licked it clean as she trembled on the bed. He pulled the tube of lubricant from his pocket that he'd picked up at the hospital pharmacy. Down went his pants and underwear, and he tugged off his shirt. Ben applied a generous amount of slippery gel to his stiff member, then rubbed the excess from his hand onto Tina's wet pussy. She squirmed and moaned with the sensation, and looked over her shoulder. Ben rubbed a slick finger in tight circles around her anus, and she dropped her head to the mattress as her hips rose up. She made the most delightful grunting noises. While she was distracted, Ben knelt on the bed behind her and positioned himself. He moved forward, and the thick head of his cock met her wet opening. She gasped as the slickened skin pressed inside with ease. The lubrication made a huge difference. Tina was still very tight, but Ben could slide himself in and out with much less difficulty, and she didn't appear to be having any problems this time. He only had about three inches of himself inside, but he wanted to make sure she wasn't going to have a reoccurrence of the muscle cramps she had from the night before. How are you feeling, Tina? Oh, Ben, this feels so good. You are filling me up, but it feels so much better than it did last night. Okay, taking it up a notch then, he said as he pressed forward a little more. When he felt her tightening, he would relax and slide back out for a bit, then return to that depth slowly until she was used to it. Tina began to make long moaning sounds as he would slide in, slowly to reach new depths. Finally, he was in all the way. He felt her cervix gently kissing the end of his cock, and she was trembling non-stop. Ben relaxed some of his weight on her to feel her ass cheeks squeezed against his pelvis. Ooh, 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 yes, sesses, she hissed. Keeping the pressure on her ass, he moved his hips to draw his cock halfway out of her hot tunnel. Then he slid back in until his pelvis slapped into her ass. Oh, she squeaked. He began to stroke in and out of her, his body giving her ass a slap with each stroke. When the pace started to get a little rough on Tina, Ben slowed right down and switched to long, slow strokes. He moved his right hand down to rub her rosebud. Aha! she cried as her hips began to twitch and jerk. The sensation was becoming too much for Ben, and his release began to rush up on him. He gently probed her ass with the tip of his finger, and that was all she needed. He felt the rhythmic pulsing of her orgasm on his cock as she crested. 
she slammed back against him, forcing more of his finger into her tight butt. Her eyes rolled back as Ben's climax surged deep into her, and she collapsed forward on the bed. Tina? He heard her heavy breathing, but she didn't respond, so he slipped his finger out of her ass and slowly pulled his spent cock from her. He knelt beside her and gently turned her onto her back. Her muscles were completely loose, and he realized she had passed out. He went into the bathroom and cleaned himself up and returned with a warm, damp face cloth. He cleaned Tina's ass and pussy, and she started to show signs of coming around. He dropped the dirty clothes into the hamper and stretched out on the bed next to her. Ben gently stroked her cheek and watched as her eyes fluttered open. When they focused on him, she reached up and pulled his head down to hers to kiss him tenderly. Oh, Ben, what you do to me? I, she struggled to find words. Sha, I think you're pretty amazing yourself. I had no idea you liked being touched there, he said gently. Tina blushed, and she squirmed under his admiring eyes. She looked up at him timidly. Does that make me dirty? She said in a tiny voice. Not at all. I love the fact that you found another way to experience pleasure. I really enjoy giving you that extra thrill. It seemed pretty intense for you. Her eyes went wide with wonder. I have never felt anything more powerful than you filling me up with your big cock, then touching me there. I think I might have left my body for a moment. As long as you promise to always come back to your beautiful body, I'm willing to continue playing like that, he grinned at her. He received a huge smile back for that. Any cramping? Are you sore? he asked. I am a little sore, but that's all. It will take time for me to get used to your size. I am willing to practice as often as you like, she said coyly. He flipped her over and kissed each of her butt cheeks, and she purred. Then he gave each a gentle swat, and she yipped. Come on, we have things to do today, like buying a crib. Ben got dressed and carried the guest room's mattress down into the basement storage room. He returned for the box spring and made the final trip with the frame itself. He stood in the room with Tina, looking at the space they now had. The crib can go in that corner, and I think we should get a changing table. It could go under the window. What do you think? he asked. Tina just hugged his side and looked up at him with love in her eyes. Okay, so that's a yes. Let's go get some kid stuff. When they arrived back from the store, Ben assembled the crib and changed table while Christopher watched from his playpen. Tina put the new stroller in the garage, lugged the bags of clothes into the bedroom, and put them in the drawers and closet. She couldn't stop smiling at Ben, but she tried to make sure he didn't catch her doing so. The phone rang while Ben was cursing the crib's designers, so Tina answered the call in the kitchen, where she was checking on dinner. Hello, Shepherd Residence. Hi, Tina. It's Cat. Hi, Cat. Would you like to speak with Ben? Yes, please. Tina walked into the bedroom and handed Ben the handset. It's Catherine, she said. Hi. Hi, Ben. I was just calling to see if you had plans for Saturday evening. Do I have plans for Saturday evening? He repeated, looking at Tina, who shook her head with a smile. 
No, I'm open that night. What's up? My charity is hosting a dinner downtown, and I was wondering if you would go as my date, she asked. Sounds like fun. Is this a black tie affair? Should I dig out my vintage tuxedo? He asked. While I would love to see you in a tuxedo, the dark suit you wore the night you hit me in the face with your penis with your penis would be fine, she said, suppressing a snort. I can hear you laughing, he grumbled. Okay, I'll wear something similar to that. I may have burned that particular suit in embarrassment. What time should I pick you up? I'll pick you up at 7pm, and Ben, don't plan on getting home until Sunday. Lunchtime, maybe afternoon if I get a late checkout. I've booked a room at the hotel where we're hosting the dinner event. Right, bring an overnight bag, he said, looking at Tina. Her smile didn't waver, so he took another breath and felt the tightness in his chest relax. See you then. Bye, Ben. He handed the phone to Tina, who took it back to the kitchen. Ben watched her go, and realized he wasn't feeling tortured with guilt. Maybe this friends with benefits thing could work. His smile slowly faded. If he could just ignore the voice coming from the dark place in his mind, reminding him of how unworthy he was of their love. How they would soon come to their senses, and the love would disappear. As it always had, 